With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Spiritual Unity Radio Network. A station dedicated to the concept that all manifestations of the divine are equally valid. Join Reverend Terry Power HP, Robin McKean, and all the hosts for programming covering a wide range of spiritual topics right here on Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Voice of Olympus. I am Hercules Invictus, and I am very honored to announce that today we are officially beginning a new journey. Um, We're going to be exploring um, optimal wellness through uh, healthcare. What are the different options available to us? Um, How can we make the wisest decisions in terms of which healthcare? Uh, coverage to choose? Um, are there any programs in place that can help supplement our health care and so on? And uh, I'm with great pride announcing that this journey is beginning with Bill Waitman. Uh, Bill is a multifaceted and very uh, creative and knowledgeable man, and I'm very honored to be starting this journey with him. Greetings and welcome, Bill. It's my pleasure. Good evening. <laughs> a very cold and snowy evening. Yes, here here uh, too uh, in uh, Bergen County, it's uh, freezing. <laughs> I just dug my car out a few minutes ago. It was uh, no fun. But I hopefully my health. <laughs> this week I've got uh, sci- sciatic, so I felt it in my uh, hip a little bit. But, oh, uh, I'm sorry. I hear that. I, the cold. But uh, you, it, you've got a great topic uh, on health care. I mean, this is something that confronts all of us. Uh, yes. Political perspectives and everything else. What's the best plan? Which is the best way to go? And uh, we don't always get the best for our money. Uh, I just want to give you one statistic. The World Health, Health Association Organization says the United States spends $9,403 uh, 
on health care per capita. Uh, and it's, that amounts to about 17.1% of our GEP, uh, at least looking back in 2014. I don't know what it's, what it's like now. I could mm-hmm. tell you, I've come close to spending uh, $9,000 just on pills because I have wow. the uh, kidney transplant. I might actually exceed that uh, value uh, on some years. But uh, it's it's a quandary. It's a big part of our, uh, obviously, it's about 20% or more of our economy, and it might grow under uh, uh, propositions that are out there by the president and by uh, uh, Senator Warren and uh, Bernie Sanders. So we, we've got some thinking to do. Um, we don't, if I would tell you that we rank 44th out of uh, 220 nations, on healthcare and uh, and life life expectancy issues, would you be surprised? That saddens me a great deal. I was aware not of the exact numbers, but I was aware that we were far from being in front. Um, and uh, it's so unnecessary um, when there are many places on earth that have solved uh, these uh, problems that we should still be struggling with them. It, 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 it is a bit, it holds us back in our economy in a sense. Uh, a lot of it, uh, you know, the, between uh, public and private hospitals, our money is siphoned off into those. Our, I don't know if our life is expecting to. I can tell you that as far as me, uh, I'm dependent on, uh, well, now I'm a pair, I'm dependent on Medicare uh, Advantage, which is mm-hmm. really a private program and, uh, Medicare, they linked up. Uh, I'm not so sure how happy I was. I was better, I felt, when I had a separate Medicare card and uh, I had New Jersey um, uh, Verizon. And um, wait a minute, I, got, I think I got the phone company involved, <laughs> New Jersey Horizon. Uh, they, <laughs> they switched it on. <laughs> they gave us the phone. Uh, it wasn't as far as state workers, police, fire, teachers, and uh, uh, somebody like Astrid and like me. Uh, the mix. Uh, we feel in a sense that we've been, uh, we've had a big thing taken away from us uh, right. with our own personal health care, and that was the only deal. I mean, I think I could have made more money in the private sector because I did things like surveys for companies and. Uh, surveys for the AFL, and uh, uh, I don't know about being an industrial psychologist, but uh, I figure that might have added something. But a lot of people, they've been hanging on to get this benefit. And, uh, you know, last time uh, Astro was talking about uh, Senator Sweeney, somebody I've known and met and uh, always got promises from. I, I, I think I told you, Hercules, that I developed a uh, apprenticeship test for him. Yes. And, and, uh, that's one thing that I wouldn't have done if I, uh, if I wasn't working in government. It wouldn't have been free. It would have been right. responsible. wouldn't have been free. Uh, I'm kind of disappointed in him uh, on a lot of measures. But more and more, we, we know the pill choice in Hercules. I take some pills that, if I didn't have coverage, they're up to close to 1,000. You know, and it's, uh, that's, uh, not many people can afford that. No, I bless um, uh, the whole route of a kidney trans, uh, transplant and 
then getting a uh, stent put in my chest, which I understand now stents may be uh, outdated soon. Might be there's some really? health I think that would be good. I mean, if that's uh, that's the biggest qualm, I wouldn't have. Uh, if they could do something else, I think I could still function. I I, I do function, uh, but uh, there are a lot of people worse than me. There are veterans and others, and uh, and there are a lot of surprisingly, there's probably maybe thirty, forty percent of our population has no health care, and they have no real pill plan. I uh, have you seen a commercial of, of a cop? Um, and he, uh, I guess he has Parkinson's disease, and uh, he can't afford his pill. The pill is a thousand dollars a month for him. And, no, uh, I haven't seen that one. Well, I, I forget the, the the agency. It's a an agency that enrolls seniors in programs. They're fighting to get him that pill because it's not good to have a pill if you can't pay for it. Uh, right. You know, and other countries are selling these pills at lower cost. I, I guess we have to see what the administration does. I would like to see, you know, pill prices come down. And to me, it seems ridiculous that any pill is worth $1,000. Uh, right. uh, and I have got to learn if anybody's living here, listening, the, um, when you do get Medicaid or Medicare, both, you get bombarded by private organizations they want to sell you everything, catheters, um, you know, knee, knee braces and everything. And that's not Medicare because Medicare right. doesn't call you. You have to call Medicare. And I, I just came away. I was on a, you know, I was away for the summer and I came uh-huh. home and I had this, it looks like plastic armor for the whole body. Uh, but, you know, it's for, you know, sciatic and pain things. I don't think I could actually wear that. Uh it's funny in a way i go to the the movies up in kennelon new jersey and uh they gave me an apparatus to um uh you know to get a free coke and free popcorn you know it's based on some movie uh and supposedly you can use it for a whole year but looking at this device i would have to be smarter than uh, the people at the movie theater because I can never get this on. I don't, I don't even understand what it is. And it, it's all part of another era of annoyment, uh, robocalls. Because somebody does tell these people, you're on Medicare, or you have some health, yes. health issue. I, I got to tell you that, uh, I hope I don't alarm anybody, but I went out and got uh, the, the pills, marijuana, the marijuana pills without the uh, THC. And uh, a doctor signed me up if I wanted to, to go, you know, further. But I, I just wanted to take these uh, pills or the drops. But they come in all forms. After I left the – this is another issue that worries me about healthcare. After I left that pharmacy, which it's, it's, it's called the Wayne Pharmacy, but it's in Butler. <laughs> okay. What that, you know, that shouldn't happen. Maybe at one time they were in Wayne. But I, you know, I think that some of the pharmacies just uh, telegraph your uh, your pill needs, you know, and um, and uh, I started. Uh, a lot of places sell your information, uh, or uh, you sign up for things, and uh, in the fine print it tells you that they'll, they'll be using your information. You know, so. Um, I didn't read with, that. You know, and you're right. And uh, I got. Uh, I started getting calls about uh, marijuana candies and 
I just wanted to take the drug if it worked. Uh, right. Until, uh, you know, until they straightened out this mess correctly. Uh, so I got it, and I, I take a pill called Farindol uh, or something to reduce the pain. But that doesn't work. It's actually those uh, drops from uh, CHP or CHD. Is <laughs> it CHP or CHD? I'm lost on the uh, incline. But everything costs money. Catheters for for seniors that need them. Uh, I, you know, Medicare is it may be underfunded by this president, and uh, we only need, we don't we have no health care system like say any country in Europe. And uh, you know, we rank 44th or something out of two out of 220 out of the top nations. That's a big problem. Wow. That is a big problem. Um, and, well. It becomes what can we uh, like? For instance, the whole thing with the, the therapeutic uh, use of uh, marijuana—that's um, still very controversial. A lot of uh, places because uh, um, the facts that they're sticking to uh, were false facts, and they've turned out to be false facts, and yet they persist. We and know it does. What surprised me? Uh, what my wife can't say asking the doctor, you know, about the needle. Should we have the needle? Should we have the needle? We did have the needle. It didn't work. Uh, that was a letdown. In part, it did. I mean, I'm, I'm better in some ways. I can slowly run. <laughs> not, not to keep up with my dog down the street. But he surprisingly told me that uh, he was using it. And uh, uh, he gave me like a stack of forms. I never filled them out, Hercules. I don't know why. I guess I can. I might be able to get that uh, stuff. I just don't, uh, I just feel a little queasy, but I, I think there's no harm in it. Uh, if you can take people off their pain and, uh, you know, we have pain management doctors. Uh, I'll have to tell you a story off air one time about the, the recent one I had. He <laughs> was a quack. Um, but, you know, people need that chance and they shouldn't distort the statistics. I don't know what Colorado is, you know, bringing in. Uh, but I know that they bring in a lot of money on this. And uh, uh -huh. we know now that about 64% of all health spending is paid by the government. Uh, but we don't know how much or how long that will continue. And, you know, we have programs across the board, Medicaid, uh, Medicare, uh, the CHIPS program, the, the Ch Children's Health Insurance Program, Veterans Health Administration, um uh, and people under 65 can acquire insurance via, uh, you know, on a family member, employer, uh, or whatnot. But insurance is a scary issue if you don't have it. I mean, the right. commercial bike is very effective with the, uh, the, the policeman because he's shaking. And it is, you can see it's uh, real. He can't even get the glass of water down, you know, with, with Parkinson's disease. Um, we... Um, our life expectancy, I, I, you know, I'm looking at data that's outdated, but our life expectancy in this country actually dipped. You know, and, and uh, they're, they're quoting 1990 and 1980 statistics. But uh, it did slip, and it continues to slip because people are dying uh, a little earlier than we expected. Uh, we're not getting the full benefit of our, of our health care system. Um, and, and a lot it, of people... 
a lot of people don't go uh, to the doctor as frequently as they should, including myself. I don't like going uh, to the doctor. I only go when I have to, uh, when I absolutely have to. Um, but uh, uh, that's not good either. <laughs> but part of my uh, attitude is that um, with healthcare being the way it is, and I've had healthcare. Uh, uh, problems in the past in Pennsylvania and New York uh, with uh, different health care plans, um, you can't rely on it uh, being there for you. Uh, so I try to do whatever I can to you know, not have to go to a medical professional because that might not be an option open to me. Uh, it, it's only when whatever I'm doing is failing that I'll go to a, you know, a, a doctor. I went to two clinics in Florida, and they were big mistakes. Uh, you know, I had the uh, red tie. Yeah. I don't know why I got it so severe this, uh, this year. Last year, I didn't get it. But uh, it's, it's, it's a real problem. I had a real problem with the doctors. They were really not professional. And the one guy was silent, charging me $7,000 a visit. It's outrageous. Wow. I, you know, I, I, could, I could see if you have coverage and they charge you 500 you have to pay a copay of 15 or 20. I mean, I paid the copay, but I think he was cheating on the books. And that, that, that's a problem, too. There's a lot of that. Our pills are, are way over, uh, uh, are way over, uh, you know, priced. I mean, we, if we could drive up to Canada, we can make a, a killing. As a, I can't think of the guy that does those movies. Um, but he went to Cuba, and he brought uh, three sick policemen and firemen, and he got them the pills for, like, Three dollars. There's something wrong with our in system. Mexico, in Mexico, too, uh, medications. Uh, you don't need a prescription for uh, many of them, and uh, uh, they're very inexpensive compared to what they are here. It's, uh, sometimes you're taking your life, you think. But uh, you know, I my uncle, his wife was dying of cancer. And he took it in Mexico, but it was, a, it was some, you know, strange diets and things like that. But we should uh, have top medical, you know, medical uh, coverage. I mean, this is ridiculous. We, we were the, one of the last countries to get Social Security. And they, this guy may be trying to remove some of the money from Social Security and give another idiotic tax break. Because the middle class seems to cover the freight in this country for everything. Um, just, That's unfortunate. In a lot well, of time, we, we, according to the National Institute of Health, uh, females will spend something like $361,000 on their health care, and men will spend, well, we don't live long anyway, $268,000. Uh, the difference is results in a shorter lifespan for men. Uh, yes, we know it's true. Um, we're not covering all the bases just for our own citizens. Where does this money go? Why aren't we? You know, we have public and private hospitals. There are really not that many hospitals in New Jersey. A whole bunch of them closed a few years ago. Uh, I think there was a hospital in Kearney. That's gone. I actually taught teachers there. Uh, one or so disappeared in Passaic County. Uh, I was on the board at St. Joseph's for a uh, dual diagnosis program. Um, we, we have a shaky uh, medical system. 
You would almost you almost long to be up in Canada with an accent. I don't know. There, there's there's a lot of uh, uh, questions I have. When I first started uh, working. I was uh, uh, 11 when I started working uh, in uh, you know superette. Uh, Greeks uh, own a lot of superettes, and so that's where I got my start with uh, working. But as soon as I uh, was uh, um, 18, um, and you know, I started working uh, um, more within the the system. Um, I was paying, you know, money into different things, social security, taxes, and so forth. And whenever I got sick, um, I could go to the hospital and sit down with somebody. And uh, I, you had to bring like pay stubs and your taxes. You had to bring a bunch of stuff with you, but they'd work out something on a sliding scale. And yeah. you didn't have to pay them right away. You, pay, you paid them, you know, uh, over time. And they had clinics. If you didn't have a doctor, uh, you can go to a clinic uh, and there were clinics everywhere, um, you know, and uh, they weren't tied to your address. You can visit any clinic you wanted, you know, to to basically get some uh, uh, care and you weren't committed to a particular doctor, a particular place. Uh, and that, too, was with sliding uh, scale. And when you did have to go inside the hospital, they had a social worker who would sit down with you. Uh, again, and work out uh, a payment, and they would get people temporary assistance. You know, if they if they uh, couldn't uh, meet with normal channels, uh, the payment. So um, you were covered. Uh, and I saw when the insurance companies first became started becoming powerful, and I worked in healthcare for a big chunk of my life. Um, and uh, this uh, um, happened in the uh, 90s. When uh, the age of empires, you know, with the insurance companies and hospitals mergers started happening, but it seems like our options have gotten less since since then, and it's much more difficult, you know, to to get yourself taken care of than it was way back when the insurance companies didn't rule the roost. Yeah, you're right, and uh, you know that was one of the things that uh, uh, for me going into government, I, I settled for less because it was all about getting insurance. Because uh, sure. when I was 12, 13, I got hit by a car and uh, they killed, they, they put my one kidney on, uh, what do you call it, life. <laughs> it, it, it hung around for a few years, but I was going to okay. lose it. My doctor uh, was chief of urology at Englewood Hospital, which is really close to you. I think they yeah. had a room in the bathroom. He would come to my house. And I always had now. <laughs> I always made bring comedy into the issue. It was, yeah, remember his father owned a funeral home. So I was thinking if he was thinking that. But he no, he actually came all the time and that was a big thing. But mother and father both had insurance, uh, but which was company insurance. Uh, my father had been an aluminum worker and became a postal manager and my mother uh uh she she worked for um Oh, a big tea, Lipton Tea Company uh, out of Edgewater and Angwood Cliffs. So they, they had the insurance, but uh -huh. uh, it's okay. And the, the bills, uh, uh, you know, I, I remember uh, when they didn't have the greatest insurance, the doctor would tell them, I'm going to have to do I'm not going to pay myself for the surgery. And, um, and he was a good guy. You know, I uh -huh. uh, he lost his son, who was my age, about same time I became his patient. 
but uh, it's it's a scary proposition. Sometimes it's your house or you know your health, and right. uh, for too many, and uh, not everybody in the middle class is doing all that well. Uh, at the bottom of the heat, there are people maybe have some kind of health programs, um, but we don't get the full effect. I mean, now, uh, you, you know, these big companies and hopefully national insurance, because countries like England and uh, Canada uh, have great programs. Uh, it, 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 it's, it, we don't, I don't understand how we, I mean, I'm glad that we have, and now we have employee, employer paid insurance. But I don't know how long that'll go in the future. Uh, I know I can tell you the last uh, the governor and a state senator have kind of put us into a quasi position for the state, the cops, uh, the firemen, and you know these people. They could make more. You know, I'm going to say an Englewood uh, policeman or a Sparta policeman or fireman. Uh, they may be uh, uh, they may be uh, public. Um, they're not making say what a, a New York City fire you know, a, a policeman or a policewoman or, or a fireman. Health insurance is, uh-huh. is, a, is weird. And it does show that, you know, in many cases, um, it's scaled against people, especially males, because we don't have a long life expectancy. But hopefully uh-huh. we can change that. I hope you change that. We need to look at other models, and we need to get this country moving ahead. I'm just wearing Hercules. I believe in, uh, I, in, in really deep inside. I be, believe in Medicare for all, but I don't think it'll sell with the public at this time. And I, you know, and I, uh, I can hang on to what I have now, but uh, a, I don't want this guy to go on. I, I, I go lunatic about him, uh, and just you know, I don't know what your Thanksgiving was like. But it was mine. I had my uh, nephew who lives up in Bergenfield, which is not far from you, and his father. Right. Constantly talking about, you know, deep state and everything else. And uh, the father is in terrible health. Uh, health. You know, uh-huh. I, I understand these people that they don't know there's a cause and effect, as Asher was saying. Uh, and, uh, you know, I kept my mouth, mouth shut. I didn't want to argue. I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to do something, uh, you know, to bring, it was my daughter's uh, event, but it's just too crazy. The country is too crazy, and I, I have no confidence in any plan the president would pass, and we'd be left with even higher problems. I mean, I'm willing to stick with this, uh, medic, you know, uh, with Obamacare for the short term. I do think down the road, but you have to have a Congress. We have a Congress here that believes Ukraine. You and I know yeah. Ukraine can't do anything of the sort they were talking about. I wish them well. They're good people. I mean, I have my family had Ukrainians living in our house, uh, you know, often. And I think Nikita Khrushchev really wanted to liberate uh, Ukraine. Uh, but mm-hmm. they, they're not pulling shenanigans. They, they, the shenanigans are by Russia and lately, uh, uh, you know, China. I don't know what their health care is like, uh, but I do like the Western European model. <laughs> I would go there. I would go there. It's we're facing tough issues, and uh, yeah, I'm afraid we're, we're, he's blowing the bank on us. He's blowing the bank on NATO. He's blowing the bank on health care. He's going to try to 
the economy is slowing down. On a, on a world stage, the economy is uh, slowing down. You know, uh, you know, they're bragging that they can keep it going. I don't see how you can keep it going because the money is being. Uh, what's the best example? A washing machine with a with a spin drive where everything goes down the drain. Um, I don't think. And if we have another recession, I don't think a lot of Americans are going to come out of it. And you and I and uh, and uh, the American work uh, workforce group, we know what's coming. We know that there are thousands of jobs that are going to be lost, even in medical facilities. You know, yeah. they had a robot reading out, uh, you know, giving a, a test, uh, reporting how a patient died to a family. I don't know if that's the best option. That seems to be something going down in healthcare. Um, but the future, I guess, is ours. We have to fight for what we want. And uh, I, I don't know what, I don't have any real answers because I never experienced anything like this. To me, this is, I'm horrified. I'm listening to a, a John Kennedy today. I knew John Kennedy, you know, you're, as you're, a little boy. This John Kennedy, I, the one you saw? He's from the South someplace, and he's going, Ukraine did it. You know, and he's yeah. got strange words. And, I know. Uh, they're fighting for their lives. You know, against the... Uh, it's Putin did it. <laughs> I don't know why that's so hard to say. I don't, I don't know what kind of process. But there's so many things that are changing. I know there's been a lot of medical uh, insight and creations, and uh, especially for veterans and uh, uh, other people coming back from home. Things are, are breaking like they used to break for the... Uh, you remember the spaceships, they would go up and they would discover some way. So it, it's right. important. This is one of the largest or, uh, institutions is the medical institution. We all go through it one way or the other, and sometimes we end in it. So this is important to people. Keep costs down. Make sure that everybody is covered to the fullest extent possible and uh, try to come up with uh, miracles on drugs and everything else. We're down to the final one. And some, uh, you know, germs, we're down to the final kill or uh, think to get away with it, to win. Uh, maybe we yeah, need to do more space. It's good. Yeah, I, no, I agree. We have to do something. And uh, with this uh, new, new direction uh, I'm going in, because um, we have a, a bunch of shows on optimal wellness and people are sharing their particular ways of getting optimally well. And uh, uh, some of them are focused on people like bodybuilding, uh, you know, and some of them are focused on general wellness. Some of them are holistic. Some of them, you know, everybody has different ways. So I try to uh, give people platforms to express uh, the, the ways to work uh, for them. Uh, some of them are based on science, some on spirituality, uh, you know, whatever. I no right for everybody. But this way people have an option. Um, but I think I, I'd like to get something concrete out there where people can uh, have the power in their hands to um, have legislation that will cover us better and systems that will work better for us than the ones that are now in place uh, and uh, uh, try to separate uh, uh, the issue of health care from the politics of health care and, and just focus on finding uh, solutions because uh, – the, the way that it's currently being done is affecting us negatively and we can't let it continue. No more. No, we can't. No. It's, uh, it's costing our, you know, our death certificates are rising, especially for men. 
uh, we never were in this place. We shouldn't be ranked 44th in healthcare. Uh, no, we should be near the top. And um, I, you know, maybe the models have to be done away with. Maybe uh, these big insurance companies have to step aside. Uh, time will tell, because there is no reason that human beings cannot last to 100. You know, um, and, and we, if, with all the things that are going for us, and there are programs like you just said, like Silver Slippers uh, for seniors is a good program. Uh, the Y uh, is a good program. Um, you know, they have the pool and they have uh, all the machines and everything else. We need to get out there and exercise. You know, when you were a kid, I, I can't remember the uh, Kennedy pushed this health program across the country. And I remember he had an obese uh, press secretary, Peter Salinger, and he got him out on 50-mile hikes and everything else. I don't know what <laughs> happened uh, when, when the president was assassinated. But that's the country has to move forward. We, we're too sedentary as a people, and uh, we have to get away from that. And hopefully, I think your agenda is right. I think that the more people learn, uh, the more they should they should push for it. This shouldn't be a quandary of just the rich. This should be for everybody. For everybody. You know, um, and it, 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 there's no there shouldn't be an end necessarily to our lifespan. It shouldn't it's going the wrong way now. It needs to be turned around. The programs, you know, Hercules. Uh, I might have responded to you. I was on the board of Head Start, and that was the only meal some kids got. You know. Uh, uh-huh. and, and and it went across all racial. I mean, I know a, a, I have a family here that has their children on head uh, in Head Start. One, well, only one now, but nutrition, mm-hmm. learning, uh, that's that all goes together. And uh, I hope that we can, you know, climb that mountain and get that in. It's, well, it's a necessity. We're, we're certainly making a start uh, by at least uh, talking about it and putting it on the table. And uh, we'll be through the show raising awareness uh, with uh, people. And this is going to be uh, um, a little bit different than how the other shows are. Um, it's going to have a regular day, which I, I will uh, explore with you and Astrid, uh, who are going to be my regular guests or co-hosts. Or you could bring guests of your own on the show. Um, right. And uh, you may want them. <laughs> I have a boatload of doctors. Okay. You feel free to invite them on. And uh, um, here in my town, we have a mayor's wellness campaign. Uh, Tenafly, New is- Jersey, is, uh, they're trying to keep it a, a healthy place to live. And uh, I volunteer some time towards uh, that. I'm a champion of the wellness campaign. And um, when they have the community nights to sit at the table, um, I uh, am chairman of the AFA committee, so um, you know, I'm advocating uh, uh, for wellness uh, there. And uh, also, um, whenever I can, I'll do something that's uh, town-wide. Um, but uh, uh, I'm planning on doing something like that soon, but everybody can get involved in their communities. Uh, if they don't have a wellness campaign, every, every community has a hospital or has uh, um, a senior center, 
So if people want to, they can get uh, directly involved and try to make the world a better place through their actions. Um, and we'll be advocating for that and also exploring these things in the community that you mentioned. What type of things do WISE have? How do you, you know, uh, sign up? Um, if it costs too much for you, what can you do? You know, th those type of uh, questions to answer them. And I'll be making a, a Facebook and an email resource like we're doing with the Atlantis Project. And this way people can go to one place and have all the resources right there at their fingertips that we cover on the show. So, uh, uh, go ahead. I, I, I mean, the Y and, and all these centers can make a difference in a life. I see so many seniors at the Y now. Um, yes. And it's, it's irony. And Wayne, it's a, uh, the Y is converged. It's actually a, a YMCA, and it's a Y, a young man's Hebrew association. Uh, and I think that's good because people also learn to get along together. And yes. there, there was a lot of people start, uh, showing up there, too. So I think that's even more. Uh, we need to learn to live together. We need to live uh, healthy together. Very, very true. So um, uh, it, it's time for everybody to take uh, um, whatever uh, power they have and put it back in their hands. Uh, and instead of complaining about what's going on, and there's a lot to complain about, um, go out there and do what you can. And uh, um, with the contacting your legislature, legislators, uh, that is something that they want to hear from you. Everybody we've had uh, who's a politician on the show has said that, that they'd like to hear from people. Uh, they'd like for people to tell them what they want, what they don't want. Uh, so uh, it's a uh, squeaky wheel that gets the grease. I think that's how uh, the saying goes. Uh, if you speak up, uh, you're more likely to be heard, and things are more likely to move in the direction you'd like them to well, to move in. What would be good? Maybe I know Josh Gottheimer. I, I think uh, Ashley knows her too. Um, knows him too. Uh, yeah. We maybe get him and uh, uh, there's Mickey Sherrill, who's a uh, she was a Navy uh, pilot. Uh, she's one of the freshman uh, Congress members, but I think she would be a good tool for you know some of these programs. Uh, we need the money, and uh, we need that. We need the facilities. Make them close, you know, closer. I, I, I feel hard. I must tell you, just changing the subject. I feel sorry for Ashbury and my son and family tonight, because it's they're all in the dark. It's in very the dark and the cold. Yes. Well, we'll pray crazy. for them and check up on them as soon as we can. Bill, thank you for helping me launch this new segment. Uh, our journey is over for tonight, but I'm very grateful and I'm looking forward to, to going on this new adventure with you, with Astrid. Uh, I invited Dan Aloha because he's uh, uh, got his uh, uh, the pulse of uh, uh, labor right now. So uh, we can start getting all the information we need and then we'll take the actions we need to take. And hopefully we'll be able to do something about this. It sounds good. It sounds real good. I'm happy. This is a good program to do this. And I'm happy that you're on board. Have a wonderful <laughs> evening. And keep me posted about how your son and his family are doing, okay? Well, no heat, no, no light. <laughs> Take care. Take care, Bill. And say hi to Hildy. Okay, we're going to take a very quick break.
and listen to Bonefluence Orchestra's Evolve, and then we'll be back with Voice of Olympus Sword and Sandal Cinema. Thing of all, Jerry, 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 Jerry
Greetings and welcome back to Voice of Olympus. Our next segment is Sword and Sandal Cinema with regular guest Brian Walker of Brian's Drive-In Theater. Greetings and welcome. How are you, my friend? I am fine and happy Cyber Monday, Hercules. Happy Cyber Monday to you too. Uh, I wasn't aware of Cyber Monday until a few hours ago when my uh, wife uh, told me it was Cyber Monday. Then I asked her what that meant, and uh, she explained it to me. So th- thank you. Were you well, able to get good this... I'm sorry. Go ahead. Were you able to get good bargains on Cyber Monday? Um, I doubt it, but I did do some Cyber Monday shopping. <laughs> Um, And I thought that, uh, you know, in the spirit of the season, what we might talk about tonight is actually finding sources for Peplum Films, since it is Uh a day that's all about buying. That is incredibly uh, awesome, and I will uh, share these sources with our audience uh, on Facebook. Well, and I've got it broken down into pros and cons. Um, okay. You know, no source is no source is going to be you know the end all be all. Some some are better than others, but all have positives and negatives. Okay. And I thought we would uh, kind of break it up uh, between um, sources where you can stream uh, Peplum films, and you know there are there are old there are old school diehards like me and, and you too. Uh, who like physical media as well. And um, I want to talk about sources for physical media. I'm looking forward to it. Okay. And I thought we would start alphabetically uh, with Amazon Prime. Um, You know, so many of us have Amazon Prime accounts. I mean, I've had one for a number of years. And fortunately, Amazon, for whatever reason, sees me as a student, um, even though I, I work at a university, but I'm not a student currently. <laughs> so I, I pay about half of what everybody else pays uh, for the prime. But, you're a student of life and a student of all things uh, B-movie, so I guess you are a student. Well, you know what, and and, and I, I like that uh, definition, and I'm going to run with it, um, at least when it comes to Amazon. <laughs> And uh, you, know, when I first uh, you know, uh, was introduced to Prime, you know, a number of years ago, I was excited to see that um, not only do you get two-day shipping, which my experience with that hasn't been so hot, but uh, I was excited to see that um, you know there were a number of streaming options uh, with Prime, mm-hmm. and that was one of the, that I got to tell you that was one of the reasons I signed up for it. And if you go into Amazon Prime, you'll find a number of Peplum films uh, that are included for free yes. uh, with Prime. And uh, you know, that, that, for me, that was a big attraction. And, um, you know, I'm in uh, the Internet Movie Database, uh, or otherwise known as IMDb, all the time. And IMDb and Amazon um, sort of are in lockstep with each other. And if you uh, are in IMDb and you're looking for a certain title, you know, a link to Amazon, uh, if that title is available uh, at that retailer, at that website, a link will be will appear there. And it does make it easy to find the films you're looking for, whether that's in a streaming or a physical format. So I, I do like that um, tie-in as well. And, you know, I mean, I've got... I think we have three TVs in the house, and they're all smart TVs. 
and each uh, TV uh, in the house has the Amazon Prime app that's already loaded, you know, on your TV. So, you know, 10 minutes after you've got your TV plugged in, you could just um, key in your account information for Amazon Prime, and you can start streaming right away. That is awful. And even if you... And even if you don't have a smart TV, if you have a fire, an Amazon Fire Stick or Roku or one of the other um, um, media, physical media in order to make your TV a smart TV, uh, that Prime app is going to be available as well. That seems to be uh, what I found positive about Amazon Prime. And, and, you know, I've been an Amazon Prime customer for a long time. Um, but I, I do see some issues with it. And when it comes to the free titles, which are generally public domain, when it comes to uh, the Peplum films that we all love, um, wow. the, the copy quality is often poor, really. Um, a lot of the copies that are you know free for streaming, if you do have Amazon Prime, uh, have blown out color, um, and the titles can really be found anywhere on the World Wide Web. Um, for example, uh, I was in Amazon Prime today, and I found uh, for free uh, a copy of uh, The Beast of Babylon versus The Son of Hercules, and we talked about The Sons of Hercules uh, films yeah. just last month. And that's a Gordon Scott title, and he's one of my favorite uh, sword and sandal actors. And I started watching it, and don't tell anybody, but I was at work when I was when I was streaming this, and the the copy quality was horrible. Um, the color was was so faded that it looked like it was shot in sepia tone, hmm. uh, and the and the sound was terrible. And I thought, gosh, you know, I mean, this is Amazon; they should really have a better copy of this film, but. There again, it was free, um, and you could find that copy anywhere on the World Wide Web. Uh, there's no real reason to to pay any money to see it. And another thing that I find dis- <clears throat> disturbing about Amazon Prime is that when you look at the film descriptions, sometimes mm-hmm. you find some gross inaccuracies. Um, I, I, one of my we've talked about this movie a number of times. But one of my favorite peplums is Medusa against the Son of Hercules with uh, Richard Harrison. I, I love it, but um, the cast list uh, includes Francis Farmer and John Hall. Well, uh, <laughs> I, I appreciate both of those actors, but neither one of them are in Medusa versus the Son of Hercules, and they were never in a movie that uh, got anywhere near uh, that title. And I, I just found that bizarre. And in going through some of their other peplums, I found some similar issues with the um, with the plot synopses and uh, the cast listings. And I, I, I really have an issue with that. Um, this stuff's easy to look up. You, you shouldn't see gross inaccuracies like that. That's very true. And uh, there was one that I came across recently um, where there was an Indian film, a film in India, like a Bollywood production uh, oh, yeah. called the Sons of Hercules. And uh, or Son of Hercules that it's sometimes listed, and I saw that it was on Amazon Prime, 
But when I read the description on Amazon Prime, it was from one of the Sons of Hercules films uh, that are in, right. in the syndication. It had nothing to do with the uh, elusive Indian film I was questing for. So, uh, yes, I've run into several other instances uh, uh, over the years that I've had Amazon Prime as well. Uh, where uh, uh, people who were in it weren't in it, or uh, people who actually were in it weren't listed. So it, it becomes very confusing. It does. And, you know, if you're if you're new to the genre, uh, that's going to be off-putting. Yes. And um, my other, uh, another con that I, and, and you know I use Amazon Prime, so I, I'm I'm knocking it, but I still use it. Is that you know many of the titles uh, must be rented. They're not all for free, and um, and uh, you know, Sinister Cinema, uh, which is uh, you know a company that used to put out a lot of uh, Peplum titles, stuff that was so hard to find 20 years ago that you you almost had to go to Sinister Cinema in order to find them. You, you have to rent them and. Um, that can cost anywhere from a dollar ninety nine or so to rent, uh, and and in order to buy it, meaning that uh, you're streaming it. But um, you know, if you want to be able to stream it for a lifetime, you're going to have to pay more for it. That can be anywhere from six ninety nine and up. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you're starting to get into money there, and in many cases, you can find you know, copy you physical media copies, hard copies of these films in collections for about the same money, you know, instead of uh, paying six ninety nine to um, uh, buy one streaming title, you might be able to find, you know, 16 films on a DVD uh, collection, which have the same quality or maybe even better uh, for the same amount of money. So, right. uh, and I'm a, and I'm a big physical media guy. I, I like being able to, you know, um, give a retailer my seven bucks or whatever it is, and Me then too. I walk and away with the, and, and then I walk away with something in my hand, you know, yes. uh, and something that I'm always going to have no matter what, and and there is something I find comforting about that. Yeah, as do I. I'm I'm a very big uh, um, physical copy uh, guy, and it, you're right. Uh, um, there are collections out there that come out every now and then. Uh, you'll be looking through Walmart or Kmart or someplace, um, and all of a sudden there's a collection of 20 uh, Peplum films. And although some of them are standards they, they that are in a lot of different collections, every now and then it's like, whoa, yeah, I, I don't have this, or I've never seen this. Um, so right. I certainly don't have it. And uh, you have new films to add to your collection. And uh, the next, um, you know, streaming source I wanted to talk about is YouTube. I, and I, I'm in YouTube every day. Me too. Um, and, and I love YouTube. Um, there are lots of great things about it. And th- probably the greatest thing that I have appreciated about YouTube over the years is that you can find stuff that you would never be able to access uh, with physical media or in other locations where you can stream, mostly because, you know, any individual can open a channel and then post something, whether or not that uh, title is public domain, um, 
you know, you do see a lot of things there that you're just not going to see anywhere else. And that's probably the best thing that I can say about YouTube. And, you know, uh, YouTube is free, um, you know, unless you, unless you subscribe to YouTube Premium, which I have not done, but I, I've considered it. Mm-hmm. And another thing that I do like about YouTube, and this holds true as well for Amazon Prime, is that most smart TVs and Fire Stick and Roku have dedicated YouTube apps um, that are already there. Uh, when you plug the device in for the first time, you don't have to download it. And most cable and satellite providers these days will have a YouTube channel configured into its lineup. I mean, I'm a Dish uh, TV subscriber, and um, my uh, Dish TV uh, subscription, I think it's channel 371, has a dedicated uh, YouTube um, channel that I've already keyed my information in. So anything that I put in one of my folders – I can immediately access, you know, from Dish Network. I, that functionality is amazing, I, I, I think, and uh, it is a, it's really something to recommend YouTube, uh, for me at least. But there are a lot of cons with YouTube. Uh, commercials, if you're not a YouTube premium subscriber, I think is a big issue. Yeah. And another big issue is the widely varying quality. Um, you will find some beautiful prints. Of, of peplums on YouTube in uh, their original widescreen format. Now, uh, they may not be dubbed, um, but that doesn't bother me. Um, I don't mind seeing uh, an undubbed in, – in when, I, when, I, when I say dubbed, I mean dubbed in English. But I don't mind seeing a copy that hasn't been dubbed as long as it's a nice, clean, crisp, sharp print in its original widescreen format. And, you know, if, even if you don't know the language, if you watch uh, a film, you can you can pick up on what's going on, and you'll eventually start picking up on the language. You know, it, it's pretty easy to do. Um, and uh, the, the other thing that I have an issue with, uh, with a lot of stuff I see on YouTube, is that, you know, programming that you find on YouTube can vanish overnight. I can't tell you how many times I have put uh, a certain film or clip, you know, into one of my um, folders on YouTube, and then a few days later I go back in and try to access it, and it's gone because it violated copyright or uh, the the user is no longer online or something like that. And, you you know, copyright is around for a reason, and I really don't think it should be – as much as I – would want to see these films, I don't think that copyright should be violated. Right. Okay, and then we, then I wanted to move on into areas where there wouldn't be a copyright problem. And you know what? Um, ever since, I guess it's been since 1994 or 1995, I've been a huge Turner Classic Movies fan. And even before that, I used to watch a lot of TBS uh, and it's all it was all owned by Ted Turner once upon a time. And every once in a while, uh, Turner Classic Movies, otherwise known as TCM, will run some uh, peplums. And 
probably the best thing I can say about that is that when they do run a peplum, uh, they broadcast excellent copies. Um, the picture quality is top notch. It's always uh, in widescreen format. It's never pan and scan. And, you know, if you have a DVR, and a lot of us do at this point, you can go ahead and record them on your DVR, and you can watch them over and over again. And you know what? Uh, the uh, on-air hosts on Turner Classic Movies, and that's usually going to be Ben Mankiewicz when it comes to uh, peplums, uh, they, he often provides you know, some interesting tidbits, uh, bits of trivia, other information about the cast and uh, production uh, of the films. And that adds a lot to it. I mean, that gives you some, some value added, and it kind of keeps you interested in what's going on. I think. And another thing that I, I appreciate about the Turner Classic Movies is that it's kind of become its own brand. It's kind of morphed into more than just a channel that shows classic movies. And they offer different products and experiences. Um, you know, they have the Turner Classic Movies cruises, um, which they usually do in the winter months like January and February. Those are things that I've always wanted to do. I've always wanted to experience, but I can't because, you know, I, I work, uh, you know, at a, a large university, and January is the beginning of the spring semester, and there's no way I could ever, uh, while I'm still working at least, there's no way I could ever partake in something like that. Uh, but but I see a lot of issues with uh, TCM as well, um, and one of them is that. They could run Peplum films more often. They just don't do it that often. Now, my DVR on Dish Network is actually fairly nicely populated um, uh, with some uh, very good uh, Peplum films, including uh, Hercules, uh, uh, Samson, Hercules, and Ulysses. I believe that's the title. I love that one. And it's, and it's got some – it has some other really good titles as well. Uh, but they don't run as many of those as I would like. And the title is actually Hercules, Samson, and Ulysses. Uh, and that's with uh, Kirk Morris or um, Richard Lloyd. Um, it, 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 it's a very good movie, and the copy quality that, that I've got on my DDR is excellent. Uh, but they could run it more often and some of the other titles as well. And uh, the other another thing that I have uh, – uh, another issue that I have against or with Turner Classic Movies is that you know, trying to find out when they're going to run some peplums is almost impossible. Uh, searching the website that uh, TCM has is uh, an unpleasant experience at best. Um, you go into the website, and, to, and you know my website isn't the best organized so I probably shouldn't point fingers. Um, but TCM's website is a nightmare. You get into it, and it's just row after row of links. And you go into the search bar, and you type in, let's say, uh, the name of an actor. And I, I went into it today and typed in Steve Reeves. And I thought, well, if I type this in, I'm going to get a listing of when uh, Reeves' films are going to be aired. That's not what I got at all, <laughs> actually. Oh. I got All I came up with were titles and uh, links in order to, to purchase physical media, essentially. 
Unfortunately, when I clicked on the links to purchase a Steve Reeves DVD, all that popped up was, you know, this title is unavailable. And, uh, you know, TCM needs, TCM needs a better webmaster. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. And uh, there again, I probably shouldn't point fingers. Um, and, and much of it's an, much of it is an online shop, but even if you want to buy something, you might not be able to find it. And as I said, the site search is practically worthless. I mean, it's just not – it's a terrible website for a channel that I have a lot of respect for, and it's a shame. So in order, if you do want to find something, you can search the guide on your cable or satellite provider, um, which helps a lot, of course, but usually um, you only get a week or so um, you know, in your guide, and you always have to keep an eye out. There's nothing you can set that says, you know, notify me whenever um, Gordon Mitchell's movies uh, come up on TCM. And uh, that will change at some point in the future, but uh, for right now, we don't have that functionality. And another thing that I've been noticing uh, among my friends who are, uh, especially if they're cable subscribers, I haven't noticed this among uh, satellites so much, is uh, I've got uh, some very good friends of mine who are uh, Comcast subscribers, and they lost TCM uh, because um, Comcast now classifies uh, Turner Classic Movies as a premium channel, and it's it seems to be disappearing from lower tiers in uh, cable and satellite providers. Hmm. Which um, I've I always thought that I always thought of Turner Classic Movies as being not basic cable, but that's something that usually you got if you went one tier up from from basic, right. you know. Um, and uh, they seem you know, a lot of these uh, cable companies and the satellite providers seem to be kicking it up a bit, and maybe that's because you know younger viewers aren't watching these films. I don't, I don't really know, uh, but I find that a disturbing trend um, with with Turner Classic movies is that it's that you're having to spend more money in order to get it, and and that's a shame. That is a shame. Uh, and then I thought we'd move on to archive.org. Um, uh, archive.org has been a – I've been one of their biggest supporters, I, I think, over the years. Uh, you can find all kinds of public domain sources um, for, for films in archive.org. And any almost any of the uh, feature films that you find on my website, Brian's Drive-In Theater, are actually embedded from archive.org sources. Um, and um, I donate to archive.org regularly. Um, in fact, I did it just today for Cyber Monday. I thought it was very important to you know, get out and support archive.org because it's nonprofit. Uh, it's a great resource for not only free movies, but free books, uh, music, uh, images, um, software, and they have the Wayback Machine where you can go back and take a look at websites from 
20 years ago to see what they looked like. You can even do that with my website if you're interested in what it looked like in 2001, uh, for example. You can and, uh, uh, check that out on archive.org? You, yes, you can uh, on the Wayback Machine. If you go to archive.org, um, uh, you will see a link to the Wayback Machine somewhere on that page, and you can go in and see what it looked like in, uh, let's say, March 1st, 2001. And uh, not, all, just, not only my website, but, but any website that was uh, available at that, at that time that, that you're looking for. That is an awesome uh, thing. Uh, I've uh, had several web websites lost over the years and all the content uh, that was with it. So if I can go travel back in time uh, and find uh, those uh, websites and what they look like, uh, that would be a great uh, thing. So thank you. Well, it, and it, those may definitely be there, especially if you had a you know, dedicated URL. You might be able to find them. I will continue looking. Thank you. That that uh, is a great gift you've given me. Well, but there are um I see some issues with archive.org as well. <laughs> um not enough not enough people support uh archive.org otherwise known as the Internet Archive. And one of the reasons I donated um today to archive.org is that there was a 2 for 1 match for Cyber Monday. And the money that I uh, donated um, was actually tripled. Um, so that was one of the reasons why I wanted to get in and donate today. And there again, I'm going to complain about the website. And this is hypocritical of me because my website could be easier to navigate as well, and I understand that. Uh, but I think that archive.org's website is really difficult to search at first. After a while, after you're in the website, you start to figure out some hacks, and it'll make more sense to you. But the first time you go into it, it's almost overwhelming, and you yeah. can type in you – you can key in you know, a certain actor's name, and you're going to get all – anything that has any portion of that actor's name in it, and it's really hard to sift through. And that's a, a big issue uh, that I see with it. Uh, probably another, maybe bigger issue is that they don't, they've never really come up with a dedicated app for smart TVs or Roku or um, uh, Fire Stick. And I think that's something they need to get on. That, that should be right there when you plug in your new Samsung or your Sony. Uh, that, that app should be available. I, I agree with you. That is an awesome resource. I find it very confusing, too. Uh, when you first visited a few times, uh, and I think only one of those times I count as uh, productive or successful. The other times I, I was kind of left bewildered, uh, so after a while I stopped messing with it. Well, and it is it can be discouraging, and all I can say is, is well, I encourage you to get back into it and uh, – Try to learn how to use it, um, but it is not uh, an intuitive website, and the functionality is there, but you have to find it. I mean, it it's just not that easy to use. And that kind of brings us to physical media now, and there are some great sources for physical media out there. And one that I wanted to talk about tonight is uh, Movies Unlimited out of Philadelphia. 
I was uh, once connected to uh, Movies Unlimited. Um, at, at once upon a time, um, if you um, visited my website and clicked on a, a link to purchase a film title, that link took you to Movies Unlimited website, to, to its website, that is. And um, it's still around. Uh, the company was sold a few years back from the original owners to uh, a different set of owners. It was a conglomerate, but it's still a fantastic website. And interestingly, you can still buy a hard copy, a printed catalog of all of their titles. It, it's amazing. You just don't see that anymore. And Movies Unlimited is the only company that still does that. Um, and they specialize in, you know, obscure, rare, hard-to-find films. Uh, and finding those films is a breeze in their catalog or the website. And they've been in business since the 1970s. They know these films. Uh, they're well acquainted with, uh, you know, uh, movies on that I profile on my website. And they started out selling uh, Super 8 millimeter format and early VHS. Uh, probably the biggest con uh, against Movies Unlimited is that it's physical media only. If you want immediate gratification, uh, they don't offer streaming. Okay. Probably the biggest issue. And that kind of uh, leads me to you know, your local store that sells uh, DVDs, and when I say local, I mean an independent store. Um, fortunately, I'm close to the Pittsburgh area, and we have a fantastic store called Ides Entertainment um, that sells all kinds of different media, but uh, if you go up to the third floor in Ides, uh, that's where their movie memorabilia is, and they have a huge uh, DVD um, you know, sales collection. Um, if you're in the, uh, if you're in California, uh, Amoeba is a great place to go. Uh, I've, I've been in, um, the, uh, Hollywood Amoeba in the San Francisco Amoeba, Amoeba a number of times. And you know, it's a great store in order to go in and actually touch the physical media that you're going to buy. Uh, and, uh-huh. and in those stores and in those stores, you find, um, Employees who have been there for years, they know the titles that they stock. And if you ask them for something, if you describe the uh, plot or if you tell them that you're looking for a specific actor, more often than not, they're going to know exactly what you're talking about and they can help you uh, find what you're looking for. And at least in the case uh, with Ides Entertainment in Pittsburgh, uh, they have a lot of um, you know, other related merchandise you can buy. If you want original posters like a half sheet or a one sheet or a lobby card, they're going to have stuff like that. They also have a nice collection of signed photos and other pieces of memorabilia. And these stores are an experience. You, you go into them. They, they could almost charge admission because you go into them and you can spend hours you know, in there just going through the titles or the different types of memorabilia uh, that they offer. And, and maybe one of the best things about it is that, you know, you're buying from a, not a conglomerate, but you're buying from, you know, an independent business. And when you spend your money at, 
you know, a local independent business, most of that money stays in the community. And um, you, you, you may be paying a little bit more, but you're going to have a better selection. And you, the, the service, I, I'm not really sure you can put a price on that. I, I think that that's just so important, um, you know, when it comes to, you know, looking for media. And probably the last thing I wanted to bring up was a, 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 this is a bigger company, um, but it's called Half Price Books. Um, now, you don't have any in your area. Um, Half Price no. Books is a, a company that you find largely in the Midwest. It started uh, in Texas in 1972. And the storefronts are, there again, largely in the Midwest. You'll find a lot in Texas. There's a ton of them in Ohio. Uh, and in Pittsburgh, we have three different stores. And Half Price Books has a different business model. Uh, a lot of their product is used. And uh, not all of it. Um, but if you look at the DVD section, a lot of it is stuff that's been either sold back or traded in. Uh, they do carry some new product, however. Um, I do like the fact that it's a good way to recycle uh, DVDs. Um, you, you're not buying something new. You're buying something used that somebody else didn't want, so you're not contributing uh, to waste. Uh, you're not contributing to uh, excessive use of plastics and so forth. I do like that. And you can find some really interesting titles in half price books. And they carry a lot of Mill Creek product, which you and I have, have both talked about in the past. Um, there are some great peplum titles uh, on Mill Creek collections, and those Mill Creek collections are usually uh, value priced. So, you know, for $10, $20, you might walk out of there with 50 different movies. Uh, and they're not always in great condition, but sometimes uh, you'll find ones that are very watchable. And uh, Half Price Books is a great place to browse, I've got to say. I've been in a number of them uh, in the Midwest. I've spent a lot of time in the Midwest uh, over the last uh, 54 years. Um, and uh, it's a great store if you do want to go in for browsing. Uh, probably the biggest issues with Half Price Books is that you never know what they're going to have. You can't depend on – you can't walk into the store and say – well, I, I want to see uh, Atlas versus uh, Atlas against the Cyclops. Um, you you may or may not be able to find you know, specific titles. Probably not. You're just going to have to. Um, you're kind of at the mercy of whatever they've got. It's a store that's built for browsing. And if you do want to recycle your titles, if you've seen something that you were not all that interested in, or if you buy a film and then find you know, a better copy of it later on, you can sell it back, but you're not going to get a whole lot out of it. You, you, you're you going to get pennies on the dollar. Uh, nobody's going to get rich selling stuff back to half price books. No. And it can be kind of time consuming. You know, I generally, I only have, let's say a, an odd Saturday uh, or Sunday morning in order to visit one of the stores in the Pittsburgh area. And, um, you know, that's when everybody else goes as well, and the the clerks are wonderful people. A, a lot of the ones in, in our local half-price books have been there for a long time, but they can get overwhelmed you know, with people trying to sell things back. 
that is an excellent uh, series of uh, resources, and I'm glad that uh, uh, you chose to speak about this uh, tonight. Um, I would add to your list of hard copies uh, local libraries and thrift uh, shops. Uh, uh, a couple of days ago, for instance, speaking of Mill Creek, they had 100 cowboy movies in a Mill Creek uh, plastic uh, um, box like they used to have when they did those mega collections, unopened. But yes. Uh, for six dollars. Uh, unfortunately, I don't like uh, cowboy movies uh, all that much, but uh, it was there. And I've often found Peplum treasures in uh, thrift shops, in the Salvation Army, and Goodwill. And uh, I find also, you know, hard to find books. Uh, occasionally, somebody will get rid of their college collection or something. So I, I run into all these mm-hmm. scholarly books on ancient Greece or Rome or mythology. So uh, I'm always enriched by uh, such uh, visits. And the local library also, people give them books and they sell the books. Uh, usually the Friends of the Library keeps that running. And I found some really incredible uh, movies and books uh, there too. And the movies here in Bergen County um, on DVD or Blu-ray range from 25 cents to a dollar. Uh, so you could find like recent movies too and get them for 25 cents or, you know, 50 cents or 75 or a dollar, you know, whatever they have them for, but it's much less than you could get them uh, almost anywhere else. And you know what? I'm a big fan of uh, physical media and maybe that just means I'm getting old and I'm kind of old school, but uh, it, it's wonderful to pay for something and you walk away with, you know, that product in your hand, you, you, you don't just have access to it. It's in your hand and it's always going to be yours unless you decide to you know, give it to someone else or maybe to, to sell it back. And uh, that, for me, uh, that's just, that's a wonderful thing. It really is. Um, I had an idea while you were talking and let me know what you think of it. Um, if you like, we can incorporate uh, a line or two about uh, um archive.org in our show where we can uh, encourage people to support archive.org and explain what it is and then give them the website. And then every time your show uh, is promoted um, on uh, Facebook, I can put a uh, contribute to uh, archive.org with a link to archive.org where they can actually do that. Um, And, uh, you know, I can do that. Uh, And this way, uh, it's kind of like a built-in way of, uh, aside from whatever contributions you make to uh, archive.org, that there will be at least 12 times during the course of the year when other people, uh, because of what you're doing, are encouraged to contribute to archive.org. So that was one of the ideas. Well, that would be fantastic. And, and, you know, again, um, archive.org is uh, non-profit. And, um, you know, that is one entity out there uh, that I can t- can think of that's really actively trying to keep these movies alive. Um, it is so hard to go into mainstream um, uh, streaming sites like Netflix and Hulu. You're just not going to find these movies there. And I, it's not a conscious decision, but uh, these movies are being buried, you know, um, because you know these streaming websites are, are they're they're wanting you know, younger consumers, and I understand right. that. I mean, that makes sense. But uh, you're just not able to find older films on those platforms. Uh, a lot of it's this newer stuff, and 
And I, I don't have anything against um, newer films or anything, but I, I do think we need to look at what came before, uh, not only for history's sake, but for the sake of entertainment. I mean, there's some great entertainment out there that is public domain, and I, I would find it uh, heartbreaking that you know, uh, you know, a young person, a young woman, a young man who is really interested in the film is never going to be exposed to this because it's just not readily available. So we can do something else. Uh, also, and I, you're you're talking and uh, more ideas are pouring into my head. Um, how about we work on a project together um, through the podcast that we do? Um, where you can review a film uh, that is on your website, listed on your website uh, under one of the Hercules stars. Uh, mm-hmm. It's also on um, uh, archive.org. And uh, with the show, we can include uh, a, um, a link to it so, so they, they'll get more hits also. And uh, I started uh, promoting uh, our Peplum-related things in like uh, Peplum Paradise. Uh, which right. has a very wide uh, um, uh, community. Uh, so we could do that, and that would also help out uh, archive.org, I believe. You know, in addition to getting money, and if they got more clicks, that might be a good thing. Oh, it would definitely be a good thing because, you know, the more interest you have, the more traffic you get, um, you know, the, the more donations uh, that it'll get. And I think that's a wonderful thing. And it's a great idea. Thank you. And you had said that you wanted to expand uh, what you were doing uh, with uh, Brian's Drive-In Theater. Um, how about this idea? Um, again, my main focus is on the like mythical pep. I like those much better than the historical ones or the, the religious ones or so forth. Although I watch all of them, uh, my main interest is the mythical ones, so we could start there. Um, but... Uh, um, if you wanted, we could, and we've spoken about a lot of the shows on your site, again, a lot of the actors on your site, uh, but we can approach it systematically. And for each of your entries, we could devote a, a show to that. So you can then um, uh, link uh, from there to the uh, audio show about it, or you can edit that part out of the bigger broadcast and put that directly on your site. Uh, where people can, you know, in addition to reading what you wrote, uh, hear a lot of facts about it through our conversation. And this way we add like another dimension to the, to the website. That would add a lot, add a lot of functionality to it. That's a great idea. Okay. So we have a lot to explore and it will give us a chance to work together on uh, some projects. So that would be awesome. Okay. And in the meanwhile, I look forward to uh, talking with you in January. Same here, and I will add uh, tonight, actually, um, a link to archive.org, and I'll see if uh, Facebook uh, puts the, do I want to make a donate button? And if it does, I'll put a donate button. If not, I'll just encourage people to donate. Okay, that's fantastic. Thank you so very much. These are awesome uh, resources. Uh, I will uh, uh, reapproach archive.org and not get discouraged <laughs> in this attempt. And uh, I'm definitely going to check out Movies Unlimited. Perfect. Thank you. And thank you for wishing me happy Cyber Monday. Happy Cyber Monday uh, back to you and happy holidays ahead. 
Okay, and I look forward to uh, talking to you in the new year. Same here. Be well, my friend. Okay, take care. You too. Uh, we're going to listen to Bone Pots Orchestra's Cry Freedom, and then we will be back.
Greetings and welcome back to Voice of Olympus. This is Hercules Invictus, and what we're going to do in the last third of our show is focus on Mythic Gaming. Uh, I will be devoting a lot of time to Mythic Gaming uh, starting in uh, January uh, 2020, and uh, I figured I'd give folks a sample of uh, the things that we'll be doing uh, and listen to some of the music that they have here on uh, Blog Talk Radio uh, CERN uh, that, alas, we never get a chance uh, to listen to. Uh, the first game that I'll be speaking about is currently out of print, and it is a game product intended for mature audiences. Mongoose Publishing has consistently provided quality products that greatly enhance the gaming experience. Entire worlds, as well as impressively thought-out portions thereof, are available for the D20 system, the closest the gaming industry has come to accepting a universal standard. Their products also serve as comprehensive source material and can easily be adapted to the system of one's choice. By utilizing the Slayer's Guide, we can add Amazons to one's world or experience their chosen world in a brand new way as one of these fierce warrior women. Mongoose provides a comprehensive culture and history for their Amazons. Long ago, incited by a goddess, oppressed women became bloodthirsty warriors and cast off the shackles of male dominance. They now live in barbaric jungle societies, far from patriarchal civilization, free to celebrate the natural growth cycles and developmental processes of their gender, and all of their activities reflect the devout worship of the moon goddess. Original touches include the Red Guard, fierce protectors of pregnant Amazons, the herbal concoction Mother's Milk, and the Growling, a seasonal affliction of extreme feral frenzy. Inexplicably, all of these empowered fantasy females are phenomenally beautiful and cavort nearly nude. There is even an Amazon centerfold betwixt the pages of this book, along with an admonition that few men can ever hope to understand the minds of Amazons. That review was written while the product was uh, still new, and uh, it is currently in our archives. Our archives are being updated and will be released uh, very shortly. Uh, I will now read OGL Ancients, which was also put out by Mongoose Publishing, which was adept at creating fascinating games that vividly recreated settings that stimulate our imagination and allow us to maximally engage those settings through structured play. For anyone wishing to immerse themselves in the myth, legend, and history of the Greco-Egyptian world, there is OGL Ancients. Besides Greeks and Egyptians, of which there are many social classes and professional subdivisions, you can also play a number of people whose fates were intertwined with these great powers. Assyrians, Scythians, Persians, Nubians, Phoenicians, and Hittites, for example. You can run a mythical campaign, create a purely historical setting, or anything in between. Our Voyage of the Argo campaign was based on a simplified version of the OGL Ancients rules. It launched in 2006 and spawned two related Olympian campaigns before winding down in 2009. This was written uh, 
uh, again, back in uh, 2006, we were first launching our Voyage of the Ark campaign in Pennsylvania, and it has been run uh, since uh, with untold tales of the Argo, and we're beginning the whole voyage anew again in 2020. Um, rather than setting sail with Jason on the Argonne expedition, you can choose to experience the Peloponnesian War or recreate your favorite scenarios from popular entertainments like Hercules, The Legendary Journeys, Xena, Warrior Princess, Troy, Men of Bronze, or The Scorpion King. OGL Ancients is complete and self-contained product. The game mechanics are comprehensive and easy to understand. The ancient world is physically, socially, and spiritually translated into a fun and usable system of rules. There are many new heroic skills, mythical magic, clever items of artifice, and a legendary bestiary. As an OGL game, it is compatible with Dungeons and Dragons 3.0, 3.5, and all other OGL and D20 systems, allowing for countless creative permutations. Onwards, and now it's time to listen to a song. We're going to hear Bran Kadorian's King of Dreams and then continue.
Greetings and welcome back to Voice of Olympus. I'm Hercules Invictus and this is our Mythic Gaming segment, A Taste of Things to Come in 2020. And now we will return to our Mythic RPG archive. And what we'll be sharing is Twilight of Atlantis, which was made available by Avalanche Press Limited. Twilight of Atlantis is a gaming resource for the D20 RPG system published under Wizards of the Coast's Open Game License Agreement. Using Plato's Atlantis as a foundation, this game incorporates Greek mythology, Mediterranean history, eclectic, esoteric, and conventional fantasy elements to create a setting in which many exciting Atlantean adventures can unfold. One can choose to experience this world as a human, like the Athenians, Spartans, and Egyptians, an undead Orphean, or a semi-divine Atlantean, a descendant of Poseidon. Non-human choices include the feline Bastai, the reptilian Lemurians, and the furry Mu. All of these can also serve as monsters or enemies, if you wish. Scylla, Charybdis, and Circe, best known from the Odyssey of Homer, and the pillars of Atlantis pose the greatest threats to travel. Magic systems with a strong Olympian flavor, mythic illustrations, and several adventure ideas to get you started complete this well-thought-out product. The Atlantis of our current Age of Atlantis RPG campaign, though it evolved from similar roots, produced a quite different gaming reality over decades of play. It may be interesting to introduce some of these elements in this booklet to shake things up the game. And that is indeed what was done uh, in time. And uh, we'll be returning to Atlantis again. So I'm looking forward to uh, reviewing the book in greater uh, depth. Next, we go to Attica, which is subtitled Life and Death in Old Athens. Attica was a system from Scott Odin, author of Men in Bronze and Memnon. Attica, Life and Death in Old Athens is a role-playing game set in the historical times of ancient Greece. This exciting RPG is currently under development and is seeking bold playtesters to experiment with it on the arena of their gaming tables. If you wish to accept this challenge, please visit the ever-evolving Attica Rules. And uh, I have a link to the rules. Let me see if they're still active. It is a Google Doc, and uh, I will post the uh, address to it on Facebook uh, for those following us on Facebook. So if you'd like to uh, get uh, a copy of these rules and perhaps participate in your evolution, if Scott is still doing that, uh, you can do that uh, there and uh, then. Onwards to centaurs. As our mythic adventure often begin in Chiron's cave, it is fitting that we include the centaurs, his people, into our interactive storytelling campaigns. In Greco-Roman myth, the centaurs personified wildness. The tales told of their deeds often demonstrated the perils of uncontrolled passion. A few exceptional souls, like Chiron, attained a high degree of self-mastery and were noted for their wisdom. 
The mightiest champions of ancient Greece, among them Hercules, Jason, Achilles, Castor, and Pollux, studied with the wise old centaur before they left their mark on the world and earned eternal renown for their heroic deeds. Mongoose Publishing has gathered the surviving scraps of ancient lore and given centaurs a few new tweaks and twists in their Slayer's Guide to Centaurs. The Slayer's Guide series provides a detailed look into the lives of traditional monsters and grants the game mechanics needed to run one successfully as a player character. A detailed centaur village and a handful of local personalities introduces you to the setting. Seven scenario hooks serve as your close to adventure. The inevitable culture clashes will keep your campaign going as you slowly gain greater understanding of this proud, powerful, and often unpredictable species. From there, we take another song break, and then onwards, we will listen to... The Wheel is Turning by Castilia Alexandrian. Lies 
Introduction to the Mythic Gaming Shows that we will be launching uh, in 2020. So onwards to E.E. Kiklopes. And E.E. means exotic encounters. Let's face it, no matter how cleverly you construct your myth-based adventure, a challenge right out of Greek mythology will most likely detract from the overall fun. One solution, have your sphinx pose a different riddle. Your Hydra's venom a lethal but non-corrosive effect. Your Gorgon's gaze turn one to water rather than stone. These will work for a while, but eventually you'll seek ideas beyond those you're likely to come up with on your own. If only to add an element of freshness and unpredictability to your game. The Exotic Encounters series by Necromancers of the Northwest takes you several steps further than you expect and introduces some really unique variations of well-known creatures into your Pathfinder campaign. Take Kiklopes. The standard Cyclops is a sheep-herding, uncouth ruffian, easily duped. The old ones make lightning bolts for Zeus at Hephaestus' forge. In exotic encounters, you're presented with three new variants. The Balai Kiklops. Cyclops Brute and Cyclops Seer are all radically different from any of the one-eyed race you may have previously encountered. Radically different. Each Cyclops comes with a description, a full set of stats, an explanation of their unique abilities in game terms, and important insights into their ecology. I've already recruited the Kiklopus Brute, known for his malevolence, into my next mini-campaign, and perhaps the very rare and blue-skinned Cyclops Seer. Thanks, Necromancers of the Northwest. And uh, they have a fun line of other um, creatures like Necromancers and Minotaurs that were fun to explore. Uh, I have time for one more, uh, and then we will continue uh, with our song and the show will end. Giants. With Giants, Mayfair Games' Roll Aid series succeeds once again with creating a great gaming product for AD&D, which, with a little tweaking, can easily be adapted to any campaign or any gaming system. Giants, 
unfortunately for me, pose an ever-present danger to mythic Greece. The gigantic titans, the earthborn gigantes, the one-eyed cyclopes, the hundred-handed, and oversized creatures like Typhon keep the Olympians and their heroes quite busy. This resource, written by Bruce Humphrey, provides you with everything you need to introduce giants into your gaming world. A comprehensive history, some general info, and primers on their magecraft and battle prowess. You can even play giants as PCs if your DM allows it. Starting with the Titans and proceeding to Chaos Giants, we move on to Dwarven Giants, Fire Giants, Forest Giants, Frost Giants, Hill Giants, Sea Giants, Stone Giants, Storm Giants, Two-Headed Giants, and a Death Giant. Each type of giant is accompanied by enough information to spin several unique adventures, and a campaign set in the giant city of Clanfast ties everything together. A comprehensive index, map of the Great Lands, and some Handy tips conclude this awesome book. The combination of familiarity and novelty in the supplement has already provided my players wise in the ways of Greek mythology with quite a few surprises. I've introduced the hill giants and sea giants into our ongoing mythic campaign, and I'm soon planning to introduce the death giant, albeit briefly. A visit to my favorite gaming store led me to discover a line of metal miniatures supporting this product. As I use miniatures, this saves me a lot of uh, seeking and modifying. Hmm. I think the Fire Giants may be for the Olympian portal in the nearby volcanoes that leads to Festus's forge. Onwards. And that's all the time that we have uh, for tonight. I hope you enjoyed this and that you'll enjoy um, future entries into this uh, series. Uh, until next time, this is Hercules Invictus wishing you joyous journeys and amazing adventures. Thanks for listening to the Spiritual Unity Radio Network. Join us seven nights a week for exciting programming covering a variety of expressions of faith. And remember, all manifestations of the divine are equally valid. Guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.